Right, so I'm gone for a week, and suddenly no one knows how a calendar works. How Canada works? Calendars. Oh, calendars. Because I'm listening into the episode, and you guys are like, it's a Halloween episode. I'm like, it's not. Yeah, I kind of noticed that. We kind of messed up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you make the mistake of that I listen to myself talk. Yeah, hence why I didn't put any Halloween creepy music in the last one, because I was like, yeah, it's not really a Halloween episode. It's not the Halloween episode. <laughs> no. We're actually just Well, stupid. I was going to say, is, it, is this one our Halloween episode? Yes, it yes. is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I can do my creepy Halloween opening. Thank you. Although at the time this is going live on radio, it would be post Halloween. So November. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It comes out on Mon- on the. This is a Monday if you're listening from the radio. So. Well, we pre-record, so. Yeah. Yeah. Now all the right, all the talk is about the election. <laughs> Ooh, yay! It doesn't affect me in the slightest. Oh my goodness. If, I am so sick of seeing election posts all the time on like just when i pop like when i open my internet browser who's gonna win trump or biden well if last election is to go by a record what 100 million people didn't even vote last year last time so like and that's a big number right so like this time they're just trying to get everyone to do that because if you have the extra 100 million votes maybe that'll change something right it's kind of the same thing where <laughs> for us in Winnipeg. I'm going to stop you right now. Yeah. Because this is a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> we do not want to start. <laughs> this is like the mental health episode again. <laughs> Before we do start, though, I have one question for all the Winnipeggers out there, specifically people in university, including us. Only 5% of the student population voted. That's all you need to know. Okay. So, international student. No, no, I mean 5% in total, yeah, right? but like international students. International students make up maybe 20 to 25%. Oh, maybe yeah. 30. Whatever. What are the voting year in Canada? Or oh, Winnipeg? But we are. Do. Well, That's I mean, it. Canada's voting now, too. Uchi, well, for provincial stuff. You can't yeah. vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam, could you vote in the last election? Nope. I mean... Okay, so only mm-hmm. Michael and I could vote. Yes. On this podcast, only 50% could vote in the last election. But did you vote? I did. Yes. Okay, all right. I okay. vote you're one of so the good I can ones. complain about... So you're part of the about... 5%. I'm part of the 5%. Yeah. <laughs> the elite. <laughs> I was going to say, I vote so I can complain. I have a right to complain. If you do not vote and then you complain, you have no right to complain. I am sorry. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that's the standard centrist hot take uh, that guilts people into voting for the lesser of two evils, which is another rabbit hole I won't start on. Let's not go down these rabbit holes. It's an Alice in Wonderland episode today, apparently. You know what? Let's start this show. <laughs> Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi, defund the police in Waka. Michael Novakshoff. Shark. Oh, you kind of broke away there for yeah. a sec, Pam. We only heard the end part of your last name, the last syllable of your last name. Oh, okay, sorry. It's Pam Hincharik. If you guys don't <laughs> no. know, you've been with us for, what, 
35 episodes at this point and don't know my name. We're technically on 42. How and... dare you not know who Okay, I am. well, 42 episodes and you don't know my name? <laughs> We've got bigger problems. Pam, Pam's just going to be like, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who hey. I am? Oh, Sidebar. Goodness. So I'm a thousand miles away from you, right? Yeah, I was that. at my part-time job and one of my coworkers is the first shift we'd ever worked. I didn't tell him I did a podcast. He came up to me and was like, hey, you, I know where I know your voice from. And I'm like, yeah, okay. He's like, you podcast. It's like on like Northern Critic from like Manitoba or something. I was like, yeah, that's, that's my podcast. He's like, that's really cool. I've been listening since the beginning you guys started. And I'm just like, small town <laughs> got, Saskatchewan, fan, apparently you like yeah. you get recognized. <laughs> I've had that happen to me once, but it was just by my coworker. Who he was like, "Oh yeah, like I actually bumped into you guys some t- at like some point." I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Yeah. You see, know? the cynical side of me is like they probably saw social media and backlogged to try and like earn personal brownie points. Yeah, <laughs> but like, no. See, with not- me, I had never met this guy before, and it was in the first ten minutes of me meeting him. Okay, that's freaky. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. remember when we were looking at the analytics mm-hmm. and we saw a listener in, was it Brazil? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, how did you person? find us? <laughs> I mean, it's probably my you... friend Monica who lives in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I'm like, if you do, like, if you literally Google our podcast name, everything pops up like instantaneously yeah. too. Yeah. So good. it helps that we have that exposure, I guess, in a way. But yeah, no, that's actually pretty great. I'm glad that. I guess we're becoming more recognized, <laughs> pretty much. Everyone um, can recognize my amazing, deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Gucci, you are the Marvin Gaye of podcasting. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, I can't. So, <laughs> I can't pushing onward to the topic of today. Yes. Well, first of all, happy Halloween, everyone. For real this time. Maybe. Yeah. Happy Halloween! I mean, we we are making sure it is coming out on Halloween, right? <laughs> uh, I guess. I, well, I, and also on Monday, listeners, happy post Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hangover. I would be like happy. Oh my god, why day am I forgetting? Day. What day of the dead? Yeah, but I was trying to find the actual the Mexican name. At, <laughs> the festival's well, from Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, well, yeah, I know. Mayo, I know. But that's not right. No, Cinco it's it's definitely not Cinco de Mayo. It is uh, Dias de Muertos or something like that. I I think I'm a, I think I got that right. I'm that, not sure. That sounds about right. I'm yeah, like somebody that knows absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yes, about dead things. If we have listeners in Mexico, Happy Day of the Dead, I guess too. Uh, <laughs> the Northern Critic Podcast, as you all know, if you're listening in right now, if you're new, welcome. Uh, we are a film review podcast. That focuses on audience or host handpicked movies or films based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. And Uchi's staring at me for some reason. I don't I'm know for why. you to mess up. Because <laughs> you pause for some reason. For on those movies. of you who can't see the way he's staring at me, going all bug eyed on him. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, I'm also going off five hours of sleep, so I'm staring <laughs> Uh, essentially, for those listening in, we review films uh, from all angles. Movie good. Yes, from <laughs> all angles. Uh, we are, for certain, certified critics. You know, we all went to university yeah, in yeah, film. Sure. Um, we all get paid over a million dollars just to review films. I'm kidding. No, please don't. 
We don't I mean, do that. Yes, and we baby. all live in mansions, and not a single <laughs> one of us is living in a basement that so, looks like it was pulled out of unheard of World we, War Two. None of us America. can ever live in a basement. That's unheard of ever. You know. But all basement trolls? What are we talking about? <laughs> I live in my mom's basement. It's actually my studio. It's a studio apartment. Like, listen, listen. Like, my pants are my roommates. <laughs> and I was going to say, we're not just watching bad live a- Japanese live action adaptations of every zombie anime ever. <laughs> What? Are you are you referring to what we're about to review? I am. <laughs> we watch the same movie, but but it's not Japanese. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why I was confused as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I, or were you saying? <laughs> oh, I was just saying. Were you saying the movie is similar to <laughs> Japanese zombie movies? Zombie it's movies. similar to bad Japanese zombie animes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. a live action version. I see where you're coming from. All right, cool. Hot take of the day. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, on this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing the 2016 film uh, Train to Busan. So for those of you who know, Train, Bu- Train to Busan is a Korean... Uh, what would we action, action it says it says action adve- it said action adventure on Amazon Prime for some reason it, it, it fits more into the thriller umbrella. Adventure. yeah so and I believe there's also a second one yeah, that came out yeah Train to Busan Penicilla uh, oh Peninsula Penicilla, right what is it Penicilla so Penicilla <laughs> <laughs> there's a Penicilla cure for the zombies I guess five hours of sleep would do that to you yeah, yeah. um <laughs> It is a 2016 South. Say, I feel like these zombies are a little past curing with love the way they did in in uh, warm bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look at the warm bodies. Wow. We're gonna fix them with friendship. <laughs> yeah, that, I never did watch that movie. That will, it was it was so interesting. Good. They gave emotions to zombies, and I it was liked a, it. it was a, and it was a very interesting concept. It was <laughs> an interesting take on the zombie zombie movie. Yeah, they were just having fun these guys yeah. need anything with a heartbeat i mean i will too but at least i'm <laughs> conflicted about it she is um the film mostly takes place on a train to busan surprise surprise um as a <laughs> as a zombie no apocalypse. you don't say <laughs> as a zombie apocalypse suddenly breaks out in the country and threatens the safety of the passengers the film premiered in the midnight screening section of the 2016 Cannes film festival on the 13th of May and of 2016, obviously, and on the 7th of August of that same year, the film set a record as the first Korean film of 2016 to break the audience record of over 10 million theater goers. The film serves as a reunion for Gong Yoo and uh, Jung Yoo Mi, who both starred in the 2011 film Crucible and the sequel, obviously, which is also Peninsula. Uh, which was released in South Korea on July 15, 2020. So that was this year, actually, that the second one came out. Yeah. Uh, that was like pe- almost almost peak COVID. It was July 15th. Yeah, it's like that's, but that's then peak COVID. Korea handled it was... way better than some countries. <laughs> Not saying names. <laughs> USA. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and clearly not Canada from the looks of it. Hey, man, the United States didn't have a second wave. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, on the first. On Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's reported that Train to Busan has a, a tomato score of 94% based off of 116 critics. And the film generally has a positive review uh, consensus uh, and averages a rating on IMDb of uh, 7.6 out of 10. Uh, sorry, not IMDb, Metacritic. Jeez, I'm losing my third thought here too. Anyways, um, Entertainment Weekly wrote that the film borrows heavily from World War Z in its depiction of the fast-moving undead masses while also boasting an emotional core uh, the Brad Pitt starring extravaganza often lacked. So it's basically saying that this is better than World War Z. We cared about the characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, adding that the result is first class throughout. Um, and the New York Times also selected the film as their critics pick that year and took notice of its subtle class warfare that was involved in the plot yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we can jump into initial thoughts, actually. Uh, oh, I should also mention it won a ton of awards too actually oh i believe it yeah a special audience award for best films and and that's in the chusa films award uh and it was also at the saturn awards i think and yeah won best technical award too so yeah it actually is one of the most successful asian films Hmm. so far it won one two three four five six seven eight nine ten awards Hmm. so yeah pretty much Okay, initial thoughts. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Okay. It was my recommendation, right? Yeah. yeah. I love this movie. Like, Train to Busan is my second favorite Korean slash Asian movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched a lot, a lot of them, right? But this movie is great. And, like, the characters are amazing. Like, you reconnect and feel for each character. You get to know them, mm-hmm. right? The... The plot's not super complicated, but it doesn't need to be complicated since it is heavy right on the characters for the movie. Mm-hmm. The action scenes are pretty great. I love the the lo- the logic that they put for how the zombies worked was consistent throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the zombies can't attack them if they can't see them. And you see that throughout the movie being used, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. And... It's been a while since I went super social, right? But one of the biggest things I really enjoyed about this movie is this idea of you got people who do who are bad to each other, then you got people who try to help each other, right? Mm-hmm. And through either sheer luck or karma, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the world, you can still die. Yeah, because you see someone who like is actively out to to stop people, right? Mm-hmm. Surviving. Almost survived the movie. Yeah. While you see someone else who's actively helping people get, like, murdered off, right? Mm -hmm. Almost survives, too. Almost survives. Someone else almost survives. And it's, like, this idea of, like, sometimes it's just pure luck that you make it. Sometimes you actively worked against. Mm -hmm. And then even a guy who was, like, actively out there hurting people, stopping them, he had a good reason to do it. Like, there was a reason why he wanted to get back to Busan. He mm-hmm. wanted to get to his mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, his... At that point, because he was, like, 40s, 50s? Yeah. Yeah, so you can imagine that his mom's really old. Mm-hmm. And he's just probably like, I need to get back to my mom, like, as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Like, if, the, if this is the end of the world, I need to make sure she's safe. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't understand why he was being evil, but, like, you don't have to agree Selfish. with it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my take. I really yeah. love this movie. That's fair. Uh, I guess I'll go second. Just to, I do agree with a lot of things Uchi said. Um, from the perspective of like capturing the human elements to you know a pande- uh, pandemic as uh, <laughs> mortal as that was, um, it was it was good from the human perspective. From the technicalities, there were some things where I was kind of like, Ugh. but those weren't things that I, it was weird because it's kind of like when you, when, I don't know, when you play a video game and there's glitches, but somehow the glitches make the game experience better. Because for some reason, the weird CGI sometimes. Not even the weird CGI. There mo- was a mostly, of yeah, mostly the, uh, inconsist- the inconsistency <laughs> of the tension of glass was very apparent. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite part was when the zombies, like, came through the train, like, they were coming out of a tube of toothpaste. Yeah. Just a stream of bodies, like, But it's like, for some reason, some glass doors were harder to get, like, to break than others. And I'm just kind of like, that wasn't good. But then at the same time, I was just laughing because I'd be like, that's, it, it almost looked like a stylistic choice in that sense. We're just I mean, like... Honestly, glass breaks when the movie demands it break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, at what point will maximum tension be extracted from this movie? <laughs> that's when we break the glass. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I... Well, because like... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Pam. I was going to say, we all know, like, I'm sure all of us have been on a train at some point in our life. Mm-hmm. Those doors between cars are not very strong and yet zombies broke through the second story barrier glass of a window in a train station well see that's where i just the inconsistency of glass (laughs) right so like yeah the way i saw it was like oh on the second story they're like way more zombies than on the train yeah but then like i feel like it'll take a lot because like glass especially at terminals it's it's pretty thick so i don't know like michael said Glass breaks when the movie. When the movie, yeah, Yeah. and like again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like I said, I likened it to a glitch that just makes a video game better. It was just, it's one of those things you notice, and then like I would smile and just be like, "Yeah, they're all gonna die." The reason (laughs) reason it annoyed me is because of how predictable it was. Yeah, it's like, okay, when is the worst possible time for this glass to break? break. (laughs) And so, I think in movies you really need to balance it out Mm -hmm. because this movie really leaned into the yes but no and writing mm-hmm. strategy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you succeed, but this happens. Or no, you fail, and this happens, right? It's like, if the situation just progressively got mm-hmm. worse the entire movie. They never got a single break. Yeah. So I was going like, well, now you've almost sapped the tension away because I know for mm-hmm. a fact that it's going to go south and somebody's going to die. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, there there were some times where I almost just like gave an applause in my head, um, like when the old the old lady just opens the, the door. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I that I was, was like scratcher. I was like this is great. <laughs> She's just like open the box, let loose so the chaos, brilliant. which is great. <laughs> which I. I kind of saw her walk. I was like, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? And she did it. I was like, oh my goodness, she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, I was kind of like, that That was a very, very bold yet brilliant, uh, I guess, choice from both the writer and directing perspective, I guess. So I liked that. Um, and then the other part that I don't think is maybe too important to the plot or anything, but I kind of got confused by. Again, not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing, but... I didn't know, like, 
I was aware that it was being spread by bites. Oh, but the like, but like, uh, you know, it's kind of like it's that. Like is he that was a... explained? Okay. Okay. Uh, remember the first zombie on the train? Mm-hmm. She got bitten up by. Yeah. But she didn't suffer a lot of blood loss, so okay. she turned slowly, mm-hmm. and then she bites the one of the workers, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of blood loss. Yeah. Turns, turns quickly. Yeah. Okay. And then sense. whenever you get bit, but you don't have a lot of blood loss. Oh no, that's not slow. even what I mean. I just mean because like if you if if the zombification is transferred through biting yeah then is it is this like a last of us type scenario where like it's airborne oh they never explained or is it yeah yeah, which is where i was kind of like i needed a little bit more because it's like it depends it's it is a stylistic choice because ultimately it doesn't affect the plot Mm -hmm. so it's almost better if you leave it out because you don't have people doing Mm -hmm. exactly what you're doing right right i guess so it it kind of well and it also doesn't go on pam I would say it also doesn't bring up the whole of like you have to have that scene for scene of them sitting around discussing what zombies actually are, right? Mm Because I feel like if they were to be like, oh, this is airborne, then it's like you're going to have to be like, oh, well, you know, zombies, blah, blah, blah. And that would not have fit the tone of the movie at all, right? They kind of bulletproof the plot by by omitting it. They just say, bite zombie. Yeah. Right? It's like, where did it come from? Somewhere. it's oh no like i don't even need to know where it came from i just need to be like okay well they bite and you turn but it's just from the logic perspective for me i was kind of like but i i need i need more like is there a way the idea is that everyone on the train doesn't know where it came from Mm -hmm. so why as we the audience know where it comes from yeah Oh no no i'm not asking for where it came from i'm asking about how it's spread how it's oh how it's spread bite spread Believe yeah, yeah I, I, guess. I guess that's, that's okay, literally sure. bite spread. Okay, I, I can accept. Like, which is why I said I, I don't think it's a bad thing or a good thing. I was just confused. It's by just it. like classic zombies so, bite spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't too upset. Well, with like that that's what either. I said. Like if they were to bring in that, like, oh, this is how it spread, they would have had that actual like kind of almost like a stop in the plot to discuss the whole have that classical well mm-hmm. zombies mm-hmm. kind of thing. Actually, this is what a zombie is. This. And then, obviously, like I said, there were other parts, too, where there was some, you know, Jon Snow armor plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, armor. <laughs> plot armor, I guess. Yeah. Where, you We're know... Fighting through that train tunnel, that, that uh, particular train car full of zombies, that was a little... That was some Jon Snow, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, that was but... actually the weakest part of the movie, in my opinion, because it did sort of detract. Mm-hmm. It, it, it made the... Uh, it made me go, okay, so this is, they're safe when the plot needs them to be safe, mm-hmm. right? Like, tec- technically, they shouldn't have been able to get away with that based on what we'd seen before. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing, too, even at the end, when you have uh, him running with the daughter and the pregnant woman, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're running after the chasing car, this is the chasing train, the just, they're chasing after the train, and the zombies that are coming in from the left and the ones coming from the right, like, kind of slam into each other and fall yeah. over. <laughs> and that's what slows them down. I thought that was cool. It was cool to look at visually. Uh, but then I was also like, that's also plot armor. <laughs> but uh, Also, when the zombies have, like, this giant conga line that's holding on to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold three people, much less 30. Exactly. Yeah, that's no. Exactly. So all of that stuff, I was like, this is definitely just... It's, but it made for good cinema, This movie right? had some tasteful trash in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that that's right. <laughs> I hate that's right. 
that's the thing. I'm not even mad at that. It was it was what? fun to watch. Yeah. It, it just, made the movie. Yeah. It was fun to watch. I, I think the reason where I'm kind of jumping into my takes now is um, that it really did a good job. And I'm kind of perplexed at how they did this, honestly, mm-hmm. at establishing the characters. Yeah. Right? We mentioned this. Yeah. We touched on this earlier. But, <clears throat> like, this movie did not have a... I, it didn't really have any sort of heavy-handed character moments, if I yeah. want to say. Like, it didn't really lean into, oh, this is who I am as a person, right? Mm-hmm. It was just a couple things shared between characters that really gave us insight into who How these the characters were, work. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was, they made a, let me get this right, they made very good use of the limited dialogue that the characters shared, Yeah, right? Because yeah. the interactions did a very good job at garnering sympathy from me mm-hmm. and that is crucial in thriller and horror movies mm-hmm. right because if you don't care about the characters then you're just there to watch people die yeah and that's kind of defeats the purpose honestly like it bleeds all tension from the movie so when we actually are going oh i don't want this person to die like i i think i pretty much remember every single major character faces not names because yeah. bad for that yeah but all every single one of them it's like i knew who this person was mm-hmm. right the best example of that limited dialogue is the line when I forgot his name, asking the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that your dad? Yeah. What does he do? He's a head fund manager. He's a leech. Oh, so he leeches off people. Mm-hmm. Right there. You you know who he so is. Much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because you learn about the dad. You learn about how he views the dad then. You learn mm-hmm. what his life's probably like. Yeah. yeah. And it's just small things. Mm-hmm. It, it was no, it was good, um, and that was just really important that for uh, establishing tension in the movie. Uh, and that's that's kind of one of the main reasons I don't like horror or thriller for the most part is because the characters are normally such trash. They're just right? usually clueless. Yeah, like and yeah. they make poor decisions, and you're there to watch them die. And I don't want to do that. And so when I say that this was a very good movie that I didn't like, this is why. I want to see the characters win. Mm-hmm. Getting out with two people alive out of a whole train is not winning. That was that, that was gut wrenching. That yeah. was like, oh man, I just watched a massacre. I just watched I just watched humanity lose, mm-hmm. right? And I don't want to see that in my movies. I'm very much sort of I, w- I want to see victory, even if there's some bittersweet to it. But mm-hmm. that wasn't victory. And as good as the movie was, and I enjoyed it for what it was it's not my style right Mm -hmm. so this one it's like i'm giving it sort of a lukewarm i enjoyed it enough but it's hard to i enjoyed a masterful execution of something i don't like Mm. (laughs) (laughs) it's that simple well that's the thing right because even when i saw sorry just pam you can go right after this half sec a half minute sorry (laughs) that i go on but basically that's the thing i from the technical aspect of it, I can see it's not 100% pure, but I still kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Where it's just, and I did want to add to what you said too about the characters. I, I appreciated how much they didn't dabble too much in the beginning. They straight up just jump, hey, she needs to go see her mom. They're on the train. You know, it just, it skips through all the setup of like, I mean, it does start with the dude running over a deer and then the deer becoming a. That was it. Creepy sequence, yeah, right. Which is, <laughs> but the, I guess that's just kind of setting. Hey, this is the kind of movie you're yeah. getting yourself into, which is fine. Like I wasn't mad at that. Establishing expectations. Yeah. So 
I just experienced. I sorry. I appreciated the speed at which they just mm-hmm. hit. Just the it just started moving like a train instantly. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, pretty much. That's terrible. Pam, let's hear your hot takes. Yeah. Okay, so we've had Sharknado, we've had snakes on a plane, and now we have zombies on a train. Okay, <laughs> so I've got a couple talking points. Um, I agree with what Michael said. It's they did a good job doing, and I'm like, you know, guys know me. I like zombie films normally, but with this one, they did a good job at a movie that wasn't. I didn't love. It wasn't exactly my style. Um, I was disappointed the characters didn't win. Like. Yes, when I go see a zombie flick, I'm like, okay, I want people, I want to see people die, but at the same time, I also want to see, like, at least the main character win yeah. a little bit. And so there was that. Um, and I feel like maybe a little of my dislike for the movie just comes from everything that happened at my day at work. And the whole <laughs> deer thing made it a little bit too relatable to my day at work. It was just a little creepy, little eerie, little unsettling. Um, but I enjoyed the little comedic relief, uh, like the glass breaking on demand. Is like, we needed to break, it'll break. Um, and like the old woman opening the door. That I appreciate it because it spoke to all the years of watching bad zombie anime like high school for the dead (laughs) (laughs) and so i enjoyed a little bit that aspect but i found the pacing was a little bit weird at parts um and just some of the things like the zombies just randomly rolling up and rolling towards the train bothered me a little bit um and Um, I'm going to say this, this is just a personal thing that I'm not the biggest fan of foreign movies because of all the reading. I have a very hard time (laughs) reading it and paying attention to what's going on. Like, I like to be able to watch the film. Like, I almost would have rather watched a bad English dub of this. Yeah, that's that's. I know that sounds really blasphemous, but I found like it was very hard for me to keep up with everything that was going on because it was a pretty fast paced movie. Mm -hmm. What was going on on the screen and keep up with the the tech in front of me, right? The dialogue. Um, Yeah, yeah, the dialogue. And the other thing um, it irked me, but I also enjoyed was the whole um, fighting through the zombies on the train. Like we needed to see that because it established that they couldn't see you in the dark and they, um, operated on sound and operated on visual cues when there's light. So that was good. Um, but at the same time, they probably wouldn't have survived that. Like logically, um, not that you can talk logic when zombies are involved. Um, the other thing that did bother me and again this was a stylistic choice by the director um and sam you talked about it about running with the pregnant lady mm-hmm. all that stress on a pregnant woman's body yeah i would say kaya said that seven too. eight nine ten, bo- ten, ten times out of ten would cause labor yeah <laughs> yeah that, that so, part too is i mean i personally <laughs> would have much rather like i don't want to say i wanted to see her die but i would have much rather see that happened and the father survived kind of thing and that would have provided a little more shock factor and because it was so like it was just bad on top of bad on top of bad it just took away the intensity and i'm like okay more bad is just gonna happen right 
So I feel like that would have added a shock factor that would have amped it up maybe a little bit. Yeah, that so that's all I gotta say about that. That would have been very, uh, well, shocking for lack of a better word. Shocking, I don't oh, know if the if pregnant like woman it. died, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would like that. I don't know. I think it, I see, could see how that would work because her husband and I don't know names um, would have been a lot. He was look. He was a deeper character. Yeah. We yeah. Got more of him. So seeing his reaction to his pregnant wife dying, who he very care or deep care, very clearly cares deeply about, mm-hmm. would have been a very good character moment, right? Yeah. Um, so I could have seen that working. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I legitimately thought she was going to go into labor during the movie. I'm like, oh, I, that was one thing I was happy about. Yeah. Like. I. Um, yeah, I, I kept expecting it. I was more shocked when it didn't happen. Yeah, it, it was just... It's such but a I mean, at the... Trope s- that when it didn't happen, I was legitimately shocked, right? So, so wait, what could Well, and that the thing is, it's like we had happen? seen yes. it in Walking Dead, right? <laughs> when Lori goes into labor when the prison's attacked. So maybe that's a little bit also why. But also, something with this movie, I did see a lot of zombie tropes that have been done time and time again that you cannot... Oh, <laughs> okay. You kind of broke up a little bit there. Let's record that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break because we're experiencing some technical difficulties at the moment. <laughs> yeah, because like, you guys are breaking up. Yeah. Too. Well, we will be back after this short break. Good evening. And while we're on our break, we would like to tell you uh, where to find us. Um, you can find the Northern Critic Podcast on Instagram, which is at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM, where you can find uh, basically our social media following and a lot of stuff we put up every now and then per week. Uh, we're also on Twitter, which is Northern underscore Critic. Super easy to find. You can find us there too. And we do have a website, which is www.northerncritic.com, where you can find a full roster of all of the films we've reviewed, plus an online shop where you can get cool merch. We've got awesome hoodies, super awesome sweatpants, and much more, including iPhone cases, Android cases, stuff like that too. You can even get yourself a mug. Hey, I'm a writer, and when I like to write, I use a mug of tea, coffee. Well, I mean, tea is better, but that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening in, and stay tuned. Let's get back to a regularly scheduled program. And we're back. <laughs> Stronger than ever. Maybe this time with a functional microphone. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So, again, we're going back to talking about Train to Busan. I believe, Pam, you were going to say something else? Zombie you? tropes. Zombie tropes? Yeah, I was just going to say how like this movie, just like every other zombie movie that came before it and every other zombie movie that will come after it, touches on those stereotypical zombie tropes. Mm-hmm. And is that necessarily a bad thing, though? Because it's sort of a You can't line, have right? them without... you. I mean, you cannot not have them in a zombie movie, right? Yeah, you need to have sort of... Like, they get bit, they turn, they're dead, maybe not. Uh, just a couple rules that we know so the movie doesn't need to explain it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of streamlines the whole filmmaking process, right? Because this movie didn't establish any of that. It just it showed us a bite, showed us them turning, and we just relied on our knowledge of the what a zombie, zombie is. Yeah. 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 It, did, it didn't do much explanation, which... No. was a good thing. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. And I, I would say, like, for me, I, I think the most recent zombie movie I've seen that I kind of hold a standard to right now is The Girl with All the Gifts. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it or no. not, but mm-hmm. that one's, it's like a British zombie movie. But it's about this little black girl who grew up being a zombie and, like, she... It's kind of like the, the missing link or the key to understanding the genetics of how oh. the zombie apocalypse is happening. 
Yeah. Um, but then she just... I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But essentially, I, I will anyways. She ends up just killing everyone and the zombies become the new generation of human evolution. Oh, That's how it ends. Oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, she doesn't kill people off. She just opens the spores and releases all the biochemicals, yeah. right? So that it's sounds like, like I Am Legend. Something oh. like that, where it's just kind of oh, like... Yeah, that was I was going to say, yeah. is I Am Legend meets... Um, the Cornetto trilogy, that zombie, uh, that zombie one. Mm-hmm. Well, it was weird because it was like the children of like the child zombies had attributes of both humans and zombies, so they were still functional, like emotionally and everything. It's just they had instinctive traits that zombies would have occasionally. That's weird. So it was. It's so but it's like a zombie as well. Yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly. Or like Santa Clarita diet in a yeah. way. Almost. Yeah, it's something Did like you that. Did I zombie? So <laughs> no. And oh my god, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Okay. Um, I know this sounds like a weird sidebar, but we all know the favorite rule of movies, right, or mm-hmm. TV shows. Show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in the show, it's been implied that the main character, uh, Liz, is a is intelligent. She was in medical school. Mm-hmm. Like everyone keeps commenting, she's very intelligent, very intelligent, very intelligent, right? And she makes the dumbest decisions. Mate! <laughs> Mate! Dude, dude, okay. So, I think everyone, you have told me. I think I've told you this. Everyone who's got like, if you have like your workspace, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have your desk, you have your computer, right? Screen. Mm-hmm. Some people have the doors behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, this one episode, she was making. Or spoilers, but whatever. Mm-hmm. She was making uh, illegal IDs. She was making, forging documents, right? Okay. Her roommate is the deputy mayor. Mm-hmm. Weird, but whatever. Just roll with it. It's okay. it's a CW show. Mm-hmm. Her roommate's the deputy mayor. She's forging documents on her home computer right. while wearing headphones with her door wide open. Interesting. Okay. As she gets caught. Yeah, what do you think happened? Yeah, (laughs) it's perfect example of sure. Don't don't tell. tell. Just clearly establish. I zombie is one of those things that I will say it's so bad it's good. Oh, it's Mm. so bad it's good. That's why I finished the series. Oh, here's so essentially the one I was talking about related to that was the girl with all the gifts. So it's also came out in 2016, uh, by the way, too. Um, and it's a British post-apocalyptic science fiction horror film. So basically it goes, in the near future, humanity has been ravaged by a disease caused by a parasitic fungus transmitted by bodily fluid. See, this is where like I hold this one to the height because this one actually kind of gives you a scientific explanation as to how it's even spreading in the first place. But it also goes on to say the infected have turned into fast, mindless zombies called the Hungries because they're British. Um <laughs> But mankind's only hope is a small group of hybrid second-generation children who crave living flesh but retain the ability to think and learn. So that that one's kind of weird because it's kind of like children. It affected adults differently from how it affected children. And the children who were affected kind of mutated into the next evolution of humanity. And it just kind of takes off from there, right? And it's kind of cool because you have adult humans kind of being like, oh, we need to protect ourselves from becoming zombies and then all the children who they're testing on get pissed off and just like you know what it's okay we're the next generation nothing's wrong with us we're fine you guys need we to go we just want to eat you hey, yeah Sam. what they didn't eat them they're just like you guys need to go like your generation's time is up because you guys because basically the adult humans or us 
are what caused that fungal evolution. It was a bunch of environmental stuff, right? So yeah. hey, it was Sam, our fault in the first that, place. So I don't know. Yes, does that ahead. not sound kind of similar to what's going on now with this pandemic? How it doesn't affect it affects children differently than it affects adults. Well, yeah, that's essentially what I was saying. That's why. <laughs> that's why the girl with all it's on Netflix, by the way. That one is kind of like I saw that like when like earlier this year maybe but i really enjoyed it so i would recommend that if you did like train to busan you might be into that too but yeah and no subtitles so you don't have to read subtitles pam because it's in english yes. <laughs> if you can understand british english <laughs> yeah, no. oh my god i just i find british it, english so it I might just, be a little bit above my head but... i just appreciated okay. it when you have the british soldiers being like there's a bunch of hungries there I don't get why in different movies or media you can't they don't just say zombies. It's like what is that? It's a walker. Okay, what is that? It's a hungry. Because I feel like if they call them actual zombies, then they have to have that like hand in fist kind of like self-aware tone. Oh, discussing what a zombie is conversation, right? Mm. But they're all zombies. Like we all know they're zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I just find it Kay. really tiring because, like, we know that. that Remember what last you said week, makes sense. how you like, oh, creator of the world or of that world in that movie or show or whatever makes the rules. They can yeah. really name their zombies whatever they want, right? Yeah, I yeah. don't. It doesn't bother me. Oh, well, that's what we. I just get tired of it. It happens all the time. I don't mind it. Clicker. It's a walk. Yeah, it's a clicker. But <laughs> honestly, that was one thing where, like, when they were all, this is something I said when I was watching Train to Busan, because when they're all grabbing onto, like, chasing after them and grab onto the train and whatever, mm-hmm. I, I literally, for some reason, or even in the dark where they couldn't see anything or they just were mindless, I was kind of like, why am I seeing White Walkers right now? No. Like, it was weird. It was oh, weird. Seen, I was seeing, like, the zombies from Last of Us. No, but the, I guess I guess I can kind of see that too. Yeah. But then the zombies from Last of Us are a little bit different because I mean, similar to Girl with All the Gifts, it's more fungus related. Yeah. Oh, because in the a way, hey guys, yeah, I don't know. Guess it's what like, we're doing? Like the clickers defining what a zombie is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just keep going. Um, it, it makes sense in Game of Thrones because it's a separate world. They might yeah. not have the word zombie, right? Oh, in Game of Thrones, they're not zombies. Yeah, they're but, they're literally something different. There's something that is different. strictly defined. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it makes sense in that context. And in Last of Us, they click. They use echo. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they use echo. Subgenre of zombies. They have because yeah. of other zombie types. I think they're like well, that's true. In Last, well, because like... in Last of Us, it follows that. So I think right now we've boiled it down to zombies can either be magical or scientific. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we boiled it down to. And when you go in scientific with it, there's different stages of. Zombies. From from what we've learned, right? Of zombification, we've learned about kids who are half zombie, half human. Oh my god! And then we also know about clickers who use echolocation. Looks <laughs> like some bats. And then we have zombies like in warm bodies that they have yeah. emotion. And so the power of love. Yeah. Power of love and yeah, I want to bring this up because I really love this. I love in, in nearly every single movie or TV show, zombies are like slow or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only like really in Trade to Busan and World War Z where they're really quick. Yeah. yeah. They're also quick in Slow zombies are too, not so. scary. Which yeah. Slow zombies are not scary. No. It's like, ah, chase me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I remember the first time I saw World War Z, 
And those things were like gunning. I was like, oh, when they're going over <laughs> oh, that no. wall. Weren't they like that, that was... in uh, 28 Days or whatever it was called? 28 Days Later? I think so. I never did yes. see that movie. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, no, slow zombies, not scary. Fast zombies. They're oh. a problem. <laughs> yeah. They're... Oh, no. <laughs> Fast zombies are a problem. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I mean, maybe it was like the Call of Duty zombie player in me because literally when all of them were, I was like, man, where's the 2000 lightning point like guns when you need them? <laughs> <laughs> Just like spray and pray. Oh, <laughs> uh, is at that point I was like, I was like, should we be having emergency guns on trains now? Like, I mean, if it was America, they probably would. That's something the movie did really well, though, was the claustrophobic feeling of that. Yeah, train, right? yeah. Because that was a very confined space <laughs> yeah. with a lot of people turning into zombies yeah. really quick. Which is where that when that dude all of a sudden became Captain America with the shield. That no, was no, like. No. What? Captain Korea. <laughs> Captain Korea with the shield. <laughs> because I, I want to bring this up. I'm sorry. The man's chasing the train. He had a riot shield. See the riot shield. He has, of course, grabs it, goes full boom, yeah. boom, gets back into the door for the train. I was like, you know what? Because I love this movie, I'm going to ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit much. There's a little extra. <laughs> that, that would have gone from a fantastic movie to an Epic movie. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Could you imagine if instead of seeing the homeless dude, the kid saw a zombie <laughs> at the stairwell? <laughs> that would be <laughs> okay. Okay, I say that, but Bong Joon Ho did direct a uh, Snow Piercer, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a movie about people on a train. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's also Snowpiercer. That too. was a Snowpiercer. That's a movie all on its own. I was to say we should do that one one day. I don't want to rewatch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like, nope. You been saying aggressive. He was like, nah, bro, nah, nah. <laughs> I will sit that episode out. I was. That was another movie that ended with a not happy ending, and I was not okay with that. Or do any zombie movies end with a happy there ending? There are some Snowpiercer is one a zombie body. movie. One body, like, wait, one, one body, he fell in love. <laughs> okay, I guess warm bodies, yeah. World War Z, they get a cure. Did, did they, oh, did they? Oh, wait, did I think get the cure? I yeah, they looking for the cure. cure. They, they fix it. Sure. <laughs> it's like, sure. <laughs> I don't remember what was the I don't remember it either. It wasn't very good. No. Um, was that zombie movie with what's Zombieland. his name? That funny one? What? Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah zombie. Like, they didn't find a cure. Just kind, they just survived. Yeah, so that's yeah. happy. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. I Zomb- don't know. It's Zombieland okay. too, which is really not that good. Mm-hmm. Not they take. survived again. So again, but yeah. I did like the blonde chick in Zombieland too. I haven't even seen Zombieland. So too, funny. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Simon Pegg zombie movie, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's a good movie. Was that a happy ending too? Yes. We say yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Because okay, I'm just trying to weird. think, like, how many happy ending zombie movies Let's are start wrapping this up. Yeah. No, wait, I want to say this. Like, it's so weird how every single person's like, I hate happy endings in movies. Why does everything have to be happy? And Michael's like, nah, I want happiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with happiness. I'm okay with happiness. I'm okay with endings where our heroes Oh, you win. know what? In that case, Michael would absolutely hate The Last of Us 2. <laughs> I, I actually understand what happened there. That's a, there's a great video by Chloe. It's it it's a heavy it's it's heavy. It's the basis of the game is retribution and the cycle of vengeance is bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it does it in such a way that it's like, well, you've already completed the cycle of vengeance yeah, and the now there's nothing the story that Last of Us Two wanted to tell versus 
uh, just it's a fundamentally unsatisfying story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is kind of a problem, yeah. and it's really difficult to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say we should probably start going into final thoughts now. Yes, yeah, we, we could do that on that depressing ending of Last of Us, like this year. <laughs> let's talk about this movie now. <laughs> oh my goodness! So over here on Northern Critic, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system: North for good writing, and South for bad writing. Uh, for those people who are from America, America bad, Argentina oh, America good, Argentina bad. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yay for you, America. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you in America or in Canada, Canada, North America good, <laughs> South America bad, but not really. Um, <laughs> Unless it's a dictator in charge. Oh my goodness. Similarly enough, um, we have East for good cinematography or style casting all of that stuff so if all that stuff is good it's an east and if all of that stuff is bad it's west so for those people who i guess know their geography the uk and europe good russia bad so (laughs) (laughs) but then we also use world maps yes that's that's what i was getting to that's why i was dropping that in oh well okay so first. <laughs> yeah, so we also use world maps in the sense that, you know, if if someone says like, I don't know, uh, Russia, for instance, we're using the GMT and the equator as our north, south, east, west. So essentially Russia would be a country to represent the film that has good writing and good, you know, cinematography, casting, all of that stuff that makes a great movie. Um, you know, if someone said America, which is like west of the GMT, then great writing, it's great, great, great or average writing, and then horrible cinematography or horrible acting, stuff like that. So, so yeah, who's gonna go first? Uh, I guess I'll dive into this. I'm like I said, I'm kind of conflicted on this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I I understand that it was done well technically. It's just that I didn't really enjoy it that much. Mm. And this, I think, this movie accomplished what it wanted to accomplish. And I know as a critic, you're supposed to judge things based on that but i'm just a dirty opinion um and that's it so i'm gonna i don't know i think this is like sort of a ethiopia ethiopia yeah, it, yeah. It, not the the sort of style and acting nothing was particularly stunning about it like mm-hmm. it was good but it wasn't great yeah um and the writing was good but i didn't like the story it told even mm-hmm. if it told it well so that kind of drags it down for me right that's you fair to have an obligation to go well we're gonna kill the main character that is gonna cost us points so you need to make up for it somewhere mm-hmm. uh, and, and so that's kind of my take on it okay fair um i guess i'll go next uh for me i did enjoy the writing because it was again characters and stuff very well written the cinematography, I guess that would come into play with the glass breaking on command. I guess it's partially the writing, too. That is writing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm still going, because, again, visually stunning. Like, it did a lot of visual stuff well. Um, so, I might go uh, Belgium? So, it's, like, slightly north, but still east. Um, it was a good watch. Like, obviously... If you're a lover of like zombie type films, like go watch Train to Busan. It's a good time. Um, I enjoyed it. Like as far as going to the movies to eat your popcorn, you know, cry, laugh, 
feel things if you want to. It's it's a good movie for all of those things. So yeah, I I enjoyed it. I would act. I would recommend it to anyone who's into you know zombie horror stuff. I'd be like, hey, go check out Train to Busan. So yeah, not bad at all. Guess who's going all next? Right. Yeah, I guess I'll be that person. Mm-hmm. Given the most obvious country. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> best Korea. <laughs> <laughs> you can choose which one is best Korea. Oh, but I give this movie Uso. Mm-hmm. So we great movie. Well, I was gonna say Uchi. There's only one Korea that can listen to us. True. But you, okay, wait. Okay. No, we don't have enough time to go into. No, we really don't. Like, <laughs> conspiracy theory about like what goes on in North Korea. Right. And we probably shouldn't say that just in case North Korea decides to kidnap me. Because mm-hmm. they apparently do that to people. <laughs> That's why I said best Korea. You choose. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, I, I love this movie. It's the fourth time I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I love the characters. I love the plots. Now that you guys are pointing out about the glass breaking on demand, kind of makes it even better. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of <laughs> what I said. I agreed with that. It makes it even better. Yeah. And... I don't know, like, this fourth time watching it, it just, it's truly understanding that the dude was not selfish for the sake of being, like, yes, he's selfish, but he's selfish for a reason. Mm-hmm. Kind of has some sympathy. Because all the other times I watch it, I'm like, man, I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I get it. Like, I don't agree with what you're doing. Kind of glad you died. They stood, but they I get stood it. through a schoolgirl at the zombies to protect himself. He did. We never did talk about the uh, villain, really. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mention the villain in this review at all. Horrible person. Terrible person. <laughs> Good foil for the main character. That's yeah. great foil. Because they kind of cut from the same cloth. Same cloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same cloth. Same cloth. Mm-hmm. Head fund manager, CEO of a business. Yeah. They both, both make decisions that impact people's lives. They have some really on-the-nose commentary about... Uh, you should only look out for yourself at the beginning of the movie, and then he sacrifices himself at the end, right? Yeah. That is really the only reason why I'm okay with the fact that he died at the end, because they at least had the balls to foreshadow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when he said, you should only look out for yourself, I thought, okay, this movie ends with him dying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it was pretty clearly telegraphed. That's okay, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Pamela, go for it. All right, I'm going to give it an Algeria. Um, This movie did what it was set out to do. I mean, maybe I only like zombie movies with happy endings. (laughs) But um, this one, like, I like zombie movies, but this one just didn't do it for me. It's just okay. The acting was pretty good. Cinematography is pretty good. Writing was pretty standard. I mean, there could have been things that could have been done better and things that could have been left out. But it was just, like... It was okay. Will I ever watch it again? No. Did Dead Don't Die have a happy ending? It had an ending. It had an ending. <laughs> I was like, I don't... <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, no, pretty much. Um, I guess we wouldn't have to talk about plugs for our social media and stuff, because that's probably what I would have used earlier to bridge that gap between our break. Breaks, Correct, so... maybe. Well, yeah. we were wrapping up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I guess recommendations? Anyone recommend anything? Uh, I can recommend something not to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's not to watch? 
Um, I tried watching The Great on Amazon Prime, which is a movie, which is a show that everyone was like raving about, and it's really slow and it's funny, but you gotta look past all the other slow plot along plot to see it. So just, just don't watch it. Don't waste your time. Just don't watch it. Don't, don't watch, watch it. it. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm going to go on the, I guess, opposite tangent and say, um, well, opposite with the opposite energy, <laughs> and say, guess what? Yeah. 2020 has been a rough year. Uchi, have you had a rough year? Yeah. Uh-oh. But guess what? Okay. Euphoria Season 2 starts in December. They did it. <laughs> so... So if you haven't seen... For a minute, seen... I thought you were going to go all Oprah there, Sam, and be like, you get a car, and you get a car, and <laughs> no. you get a car. All I'm saying is, it's been a tough year. I thought they were going to push it back for like another two years. <laughs> but no, they're bringing out the first two episodes of the second season of Euphoria. That means a whole lot more of Zendaya, Sydney Sweeney, uh, the dude who plays Fez. I don't know his real name, but I should really know his real name because he's the best ginger actor I've ever seen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, just no. Phenomenal actors in there, up and coming <clears throat> actors. Um, the dude who plays McKay, one of the best young black actors I've seen in a really long time. And there's even more actors joining in too. Apparently, Lakeith is supposed to make a cameo in it. Stuff like that. There's some other bigger names who are supposed to make cameo appearances in it as well. So it's going to be a good time. And secondly, I guess this should come as big news to everyone. You guys probably know about this right now. Um, but the black kid from Stranger Things, who's been under the radar for a while, has been confirmed to be the next Miles Morales in the live-action Marvel Cinematic cool. Universe. So I also think that's actually pretty cool. Uh, Jacob McLaughlin, I think that's his name. Or, hmm. yeah, I I don't know, it might I might I might have his name wrong, but right. I have a Rick. Yeah, go for it. Type? Yeah, I want to recommend something truly ridiculous, mm-hmm. over the top. It's it's, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kill the kill. <laughs> kill the kill. Oh, like why goodness. not? It's the most ridiculous over the top anime, or one of the most ridiculous over the top animes I've watched in a long time. Yeah. So that's my wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. Um, yeah, so I would say, yeah, the kill the kill, and you've got season two of Euphoria as well to look forward to. And so, don't watch whatever sees Pam mentioned. Yeah, and don't watch The, the great, great, I guess. Great. So, so, yeah, no, pretty much. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Peace. Bye. Happy Halloween.